Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Your guide to protecting your personal health. Bringing you simplified answers to the complex questions surrounding healthcare. Everything from cancer to liver transplants. Nutrition. Exercise. My yoga and Pilates instructor, Dana Goodale. Mental health and even pet care. Dr. Wayne Hunthausen, Westwood Animal Hospital. Empowering you to take control of your health and wellness. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy, just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. And now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. My producer, Mr. Mark Groves. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. 293 affiliates strong, as I always say, thanks to all of you out there in our listening audience. You can follow me on Facebook at America's Healthcare Advocate if you would like to do that. If you've got a comment, you want to send me an email, you can do that at the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. So if you have a question or I can help you with something, please feel free to send it to me. I'll be happy to get back to you and answer that email. Also, all of these shows are posted on podcast platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, iTunes, TuneIn, and iTunes. So they're on all those podcast platforms. So you hear a broadcast, maybe you want to tell somebody about it, or if you miss a show and you want to go back up and check, go back up to any of those platforms, um, and the information, the shows are all posted up there with the titles, so you will know uh, what you're going to listen to. And if you, again, if you want to refer this to somebody or you hear something here, oftentimes people listen to these broadcasts and they want to tell somebody else about it. That's a great way to do it. Let them go up and listen to it on their own time using the podcast. If you are looking for health insurance or any health insurance-related issues, you can reach out to the lovely Doyce Thompson if it is for Medicare or individual health insurance at RPS Benefits by Design. You can reach her at 877-385-2224. She is happy to help you anywhere in the country, 877-385-2224. And Nate Tate who is a group and benefits specialist, will be happy to help you if you are looking for a group or employer-sponsored health care. Again, uh, he can help you anywhere in the country. Uh, they just recently wrote a couple of cases in California for a small employer out there that was looking for some help. So we are happy to do that. All right, joining me today on the broadcast, we've been trying to get this booked for some time, and we finally got it done, is Kelly Webb. He is the VP of Marketing uh, and also and Sales, as well as a... Um, an owner of exclusive surgeries. Now, we're not going to talk about surgery today, so that that's a little misleading from that standpoint. But uh, exclusive surgery is a little bit about them. They are direct contractor of planned benefits for counties, cities, municipalities, unions, companies, uh, which contract with board-certified surgeons and ambulatory surgical centers nationwide and currently lead a you know, he currently leads a team of sales associates uh, that that uh, handle all of exclusive surgeries network and what they do. So I actually met Kelly um, at a conference um, and was very intrigued with what he does. We're going to come back and do another show talking about the surgical centers. But this particular show today is interesting because a lot of you remember we just did a show not very long ago with Ryan Lefevre 
the broadcaster for the Kansas City Royals. And what was the topic? It was behavioral health. It was depression, anxiety, uh, and all of those issues. So this this show today, again, is on behavioral health, and it's a different take. And we're going to talk about um, uh, what Kelly's company does and how they're doing it and the success they're having with it. So welcome to the broadcast, Kelly. Thank you. I appreciate that introduction. It's very kind of you. And just to help you out, we literally are talking today about exclusive behavioral health. And the, what has happened is we transpired and, and have always been in residential treatment centers across the country. What do I mean by that is that we've contracted directly with those groups to provide care for the mental health. And so we created a separate company very similar to our surgery uh, center company because literally we created direct contracting with um, bundled payments to help people get into residential treatment centers. So let, let's just talk about what made you decide to go this way. I mean, there's there have been a lot of issues regarding behavioral health. We've had some Olympic athletes that have had a very difficult time. Um, you know, we, we, we see th- this issue with veterans who have come back from the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq. The suicide rates are through the roof. Um, you know, we, we, we saw a lot of this uh, directly related to COVID. So what, what got you and your company, Kelly, to decide to start going down this path? Well, about two years ago, we recognized the need that it was just becoming overwhelming. And if you look back, there's been um, a, a higher rate of occurrence of suicides nationwide as well as mental health issues. So, you know, Robin Williams, Anthony Bourdain, just recently, Chelsea Crist, who was the former Miss America, Jeremy Giambi, who who used to play for the um, Royals, Oakland A's, Phillies, and, and the Boston Red Sox. And just literally today, four hours ago, a vice principal in the Placentia, California district, all of these people committed suicide, which is a complicated issue, but it ties back into the mental health. And the reasons we got into this space is because I have cousins and relatives who also have either been either in um, overstress or dealing with drug overdoses or drug addictions. And in fact, my niece had a drug overdose and was tied to different drugs. But she actually went into the hospital and was had been sent there by the police due to an OD. Um, they, she was overdosing. They treated her. They caught her in time, treated her with Narcan. They, in the morning, and then they turned right around and released her. And literally, she went back the same day. Somehow she was reported again. She was ODing. And she got treated on the second uh, second day, the same day, for the same problem. And so the demand is extremely high with for needs for help of all kinds of disciplines. You know, it, 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 and that, that's interesting because what you're describing is like a revolving door, Kelly. I mean, they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not solving the problem. They, they, you know, they interdict and stop the overdose, and then where does the person go? Because there's clearly an underlying problem, and it's kind of like putting a Band-Aid on a, on a bleeding artery. It's not going to work very well, is it? Correct. It's not. And in fact, you, you look at the system and you, and you wonder, well, why is it like this? And w- what can be treated, what can be helped in a residential treatment center? Well, you're looking at depression, alcoholism, PTSD, you know, eating disorders, codependency. But how did it get this bad? Um, just briefly, if I mention something about that, back in – this is not a political statement. This is – just factually what happened. Back during the 1997, during the Clinton administration, our Congress passed a health reform bill 
that broke up the hospitals and how they did paying of professionals directly, and it created the fee-for-service networks. And in that same bill, it literally stripped out the mental health benefits that had previously been there. The standard health level of care previously was 30 outpatient visits for one-hour visits for counseling. That meant that the benefit would cover up to 30 visits for somebody calling someone and talking through issues and getting counseling and 90 days admitted treatment. And for government workers, it used to be 180 days admitted treatment. And that admitted treatment is what we're focused on in this discussion is admitted to a residential treatment center. That got changed. And so that the level of care dropped. Now, currently in most benefit plans, it's one hour outpatient visit, no inpatient services, and most health plans handle it through an employee assistance program where you get a couple hours that you can call and talk to a counselor to get some assistance and work through some issues. That's good, but it, it's not covering, and, and it, like you said, it's a Band-Aid. Well, it's not working. I mean, it's clearly not yeah. working, or we wouldn't be facing with this basically, you know, hidden pandemic that we have in this country on mental illness. And like I said earlier in this introduction to this show, folks, you know, I've been talking about this for the last two years, and this is a very significant issue, and unfortunately, it's not recognized. I mean, you know, if somebody's got cancer or a broken leg or, you know, some other disease, you, you see visible signs that you understand it. But in this particular case, that's not always the case, is it, Kelly, before we go to break here? No, you're correct. It's not. And, it, and it's like, like you said, it's like a Band-Aid. And literally, there is a pandemic going on. I'm talking to all these different counselors and centers nationwide, and they said the demand and the re responses are off the hook. They have never seen such high um, involvement or stress levels that are in our country. And if you think about it, the pandemic has created an awful lot of that. Uh, putting extra stress on our groups. Yeah, it has created a lot of that. And then we've got the other problem with fentanyl pouring into this country from across the border and, and all, you know, the drug overdose issues you just mentioned early on. So there's a lot here to cover today, folks. We're going to be back for the break uh, with Kelly Webb from Exclusive Surgery Center and Exclusive Behavioral Health Centers. We're going to talk more about this problem. We're also going to talk about the solution. When we get to the third segment of the show, we're, you know, we're going to talk about what they're doing to solve the problem. And if you're an employer or you're a broker uh, or you're a human resource director, municipality, school board, whatever the case may be, we're going to show you how they can help you solve the problem. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back with more. Because it won't be long before true love will be through. tell me down. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HI Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you have a question, a comment, or a suggestion, send it to me. I'll be happy to get it, and I'll be happy to respond. My producer, the always perfect Mr. Mark Groves. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Joining me in studio today, actually not in studio, he's actually in Arizona, joining us via phone, is Kelly Webb. Uh, he is the vice 
vice president of Exclusive Surgery Centers. Uh, and if you're listening to this, maybe you're, you know, maybe you're the human resource director for a municipality or a school district, or maybe you've got a company, you know, with a significant number of employees, and you know this is a problem out there. You've seen it. You know there are issues with drugs and other issues with depression, the rest of it, and maybe your health insurance plan isn't offering what you need to get this problem solved. These folks can help you. Go to the website, esurgeries.com, esurgeries.com, hit the contact page, send them, uh, fill that out and send them a message, and they will reach out back to you and talk to you about their program and how they do it and how the, it can benefit you and how it is significantly different than what's being offered by the major carriers out there. All right, let's go back to this and revisit this a little bit, Kelly, if we can. You know, what motivated you guys to, you know, this is a very different space than e-surgeries. So, um, but the philosophy is similar, but it's a different space. So what motivated you guys to move into this space? Was it the poor quality of care you were seeing out there or inaccessibility or all the above? Well, all of the above, we actually recognized the demand, and our CEO has also had um, 20 years' experience in residential treatment centers. And, in fact, we've had prior experience where we've worked with um, Indian Prevention Coalitions down here for the Indian Nation in Arizona and helping them with their residential treatment centers and helping them to do the billing and the business management and the understanding of patients and, and, and intake and all of the all of the. Uh, general understandings of what goes on with mental health benefits. So we've been in this space for some time. Our specialty is surgeries, but we saw such a demand going on and the fact that the benefits no longer covered what really needed to be done, we developed this program and actually spun it into this brand new company that I just mentioned, Exclusive Behavior Healthcare, because it needs to have that space. And so literally, Due to the fact that I've had a second cousin who passed away from a fentanyl overdose, I've had a niece who's been dealing with um, literally with uh, drug overdoses of heroin and also um, other issues, and my wife also had uh, a niece who just passed away about a month ago from a long-term battling of addiction and other problems. And so you, you look at all the mental health things, and then you take COVID and put it on top of, of just standard people problems, and, and our society has created a pressure cooker. Yeah, and they, so all these issues are starting to bubble out. Yeah, and I think COVID exacerbated that, and I think you've hit it right on the head. You know, what's interesting about this is, and you mentioned all these different people in your family that have had to deal with these issues. You know, this is not something that's exclusive to one particular tier of society, one race, one group, one one religion, one anything. It's a cross-section of every kind of, 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 of economic sector in this entire country, whether you're talking about people, like you mentioned, high-end athletes, people that are, that are, that are, that are, you know, in the Olympics and, and people that are movie stars and, and recording artists and, and all the, and, and executives and all the rest of it. And, and all the way down to, you know, you see the homeless people on the street that are very, that are, you know, dealing with addiction and alcohol problems and drug addiction, et cetera. So there's a cross section, I guess, is what I'm saying. Would you agree with that? I would definitely agree with that. It is certainly across all sectors and all levels of income as well as society, from the poor to the rich. It, it's, it literally has to do with their mental health benefits. Now, 
before we go any farther, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist or medical doctor. But what we are is aggregators who work with these professionals, and we clearly understand a lot of these issues and a lot of these general common knowledge and information about the industry. And we've seen such a gap in the benefit to try to help support this. We've created this program of being able to enter people with co-occurring disorders into residential treatment. That means they go and live there for a month and get a psychiatrist, they get counselors, they get group, they get all kinds of different types of modalities of therapy, which we can discuss in a little bit. But literally, it's to, to resolve a lot of different issues. And so this is, it's not just as one area. It could be anger and rage. It could be obsessive compulsive, or it could be as a video game addiction. There's some people who aren't functioning in life because literally 24 hours a day, they literally just want to stay and play a video game. I mean, I'm not talking your standard video game person. I'm talking somebody who is way over the top compulsive about it to the point of not taking care of their own bodies. So all this codependency and family of origin issues or mood disorders or bipolar or stress has been exasperated. And, and what is happening is we're seeing a huge rise in demand and need. And um, the public needs to know a little bit more about how to get help. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you, you, because there is a huge rise uh, in the demand and the need, but it's not being answered, Kelly. That's 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 part of the problem. That's one of the reasons why you guys exist and one of the reasons why you put this program in place, because unfortunately it's being swept under the rug. And if the carriers have cut back on the care, that makes it 10 times worse, does it not? That's correct. And that's exactly what happened years ago. And so the benefits are very limited and they have cut back on the care. But literally, uh, Congress just passed some laws, which we can discuss in a few minutes, but that changed that to start to say that the, the, these programs need to be supported and need to have more and better health, mental health, as just as well as um, standard medical insurance. And so it's, it's changing. Yeah, but as you know, as you know, and I'm, you know, the, the pace of the change will be very slow, and I'm sure it'll be met with a lot of resistance because if it means if it means there's going to be more money to be spent, then a lot of these carriers aren't going to want anything to do with it. We're fortunate here in Kansas City that Blue Cross has made this such a focus in Kansas City, uh, but that's not the norm. That is not what you're seeing out there. Uh, you know, across the country. And again, you know, uh, oftentimes it comes down to dollars and cents. The problem is that, uh, you know, as we go to break here is that by not treating this, you're making the thing 10 times worse and it's going to cost more money down the road than it would if you interdicted it the way that you're talking about. Right, Kelly? Correct. Yeah, that's an absolute fact. If if they can get interdiction and take care of and treat people who really need the help, get them in and, and get them help, they're going to save a lot, awful lot of money. Um, literally right now, they're paying for the benefit for everyone in the company to be able to talk to someone for an hour, and there's a, a charge for that that's charged every month. And if you look at it, in a group of people, there might be three that need it. Yeah. Well, why and- not readjust that so that so that those that truly need it can get an advanced care, get admitted, get taken care of, and literally be taken care of and resolved 
so these issues don't come back because yeah. there's underlying causes they get into that really help. Yeah, so. and, and so we're basically talking about repurposing the money, folks, and doing the same thing but doing it smarter. When we come back from the break, I'm going to ask Clay to get in and talk about how do they do this? How do they do this across the country? Who do they connect with and what are the results? Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. If you want to reach out to Kelly, go to the website, esurgeries.com esurgeries.com. Hit the contact us page and send him a quick note. He'll be happy to get back to you. Stay tuned. We've got more right after the break. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Broadcasting Coast to Coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer, Mr. Mark Groves, and I'm your host, Carrie Hall. You know, you're listening to this. Maybe you are an administrator for a school district, or maybe you're a human resource director for a large company, or, or maybe you're, you know, you're a human resource director for a municipality, whatever the case may be. Um, you know there's a problem. These folks can help you. Uh, the website is esurgeries.com, esurgeries.com. Hit the Contact Us page and reach out to Kelly. He'll be happy to get back to you and help you connect with their program and show you how. You heard what he said just a minute ago. You're paying for these EAP programs, which basically, and I can tell you this for a fact, in the 26 years as a broker I was doing this, EAPs were used less than 10% of the population in any given company that we had put them in place with. So you're paying for it for everybody, okay? But what's the benefit of it if it's not if it's not working? And one hour on the phone, that's not going to help somebody that's got a significant depression issue, anxiety issue. You know, you heard uh, when we had Ryan Lefevre on talk about a two-year program he was in, and he's turned his life around. I mean, the guy's extremely successful, 25 years as a major league broadcaster, but that took time and effort, and that's what Kelly's talking about here, and they can connect you with the right people to make that happen. Esurgeries.com is the website. All right, Kelly, talk about how you guys developed this thing, and then how do you connect? Let's if, you know, somebody in California or somebody, uh, you know, in Florida or somebody in Texas, how, how, if, you know, how do you connect people with these centers around the country so they can get the care that they need? Kelly? Yes, thank you. We're, we're an aggregator. And so what we've done is we've got direct contracts with um, a large number of residential treatment centers across the country. We're in major states, most of the metropolitan areas. And what we literally have done is we've done a bundled claim so that we've bundled the care for a given month to a, to a finite price point. That means that there have been some bad names and bad uh, groups out there who were trying to bill drug charges or drug testing every single week to a medical carrier to run the bills up. We've capped that and said, no, you, we're not going to do that. You're going to have one flat rate to go to this plan, and it's going to be at this rate to treat this person. And, you know, it's important to understand that, we're talking about a high-level care of treatment. Um, this is something you, the common person doesn't walk in and say, oh, I want to go to a residential treatment center. It usually comes after some type of interdiction of a major life crisis because literally you need to have a psych and social to be admitted into these treatment centers. And so with this bundled claim, we're connected that we can help 
find out what the person needs. They're coming in. A lot of times we'll get calls from the HR representatives or someone from a hospital who says, so-and-so's been in here after a life-threatening event of one nature or another, and they've been on a 72-hour hold, but we'd like to transfer them to a, an actual residential treatment center. And we'll discuss the diagnostic codes that the doctors have looked at and what's going on with that patient and match it up to the specialists in the mental health area and different recommendations for different residential treatment centers. Everything has become more specialized. There isn't one psychiatrist who just focuses on everything anymore. We've become so specialized even in mental health that you'll have a, uh, for example, a psychiatrist who focuses on anorexia or PTSD, but he does not focus on um, depression, for example, or general chemical dependency. Maybe his specialty is just anorexia. So we'll help match the actual mental need to the specialist and recommend two or three residential treatment centers around the center. Once that's connected, then they, they actually have to do a psych and social to admit the patient into the treatment center for the 30 days. Well, you know, I'm going to go back to a couple of things. First of all, when you mentioned this business of, uh, uh, you know, people out there that are that are not doing this the right way and are in it just to make money, one of the things you mentioned was this business about testing. So what goes on there, if I remember this correctly, is they are testing them for, for sobriety or not using drugs while they're in the facility, which when you think about it makes absolutely no sense. That's why they're right. in the facility is so they're not using medications, but not using illegal drugs. But the point is, as you said, it lets them run the bill up and they get to bill the insurance carrier, Medicare, whoever it may be, Medicaid, uh, for, for something that's totally unnecessary and they're not focused on the patient. The other thing I think is, is fascinating that you mentioned is these specialties, and that, that's something I didn't even understand. So it does make a lot of sense that, that somebody that's treating PTSD might not be the same psychiatrist that's going to treat anorexia, right? Correct. And we'll help match that up to the needs that's been presented. And then even before that patient is fully admitted for 30 days, the receiving residential treatment center has to talk to the patient and do a psych and social eval. That's a standard level of care at all residential treatment centers. They want to know that they're treating them and have the modalities of treatment to handle and occur things for such as sexual compulsivity or grief and loss or anxiety or a spending addiction or anything else. Whatever it be, they want to match that to their treatment. And the treatments have become broad and diverse, and they're varied across the country at different centers as well. So uh, the response to that is, is to treat people and match their needs, their mental needs, with the center that actually does it. And that's what we're in the middle of doing. We, we are contracting with all these groups completely assessing their needs and um, matching it to what's, what's exactly needed to help them the best. So, you know, just to kind of crystallize this, folks, for all of you out there, basically this is the same thing we do in this country. If somebody's got non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, they're not going to go see a doctor that treats lung cancer. It's a totally different situation, okay? That's the, and what we're saying here is that the, that Kelly and his group are recognizing that there are specialties and subspecialties that are going to help these people. So, Kelly, you know, what I'm hearing here is there's a focus on the quality of care, um, and, and that focus on quality of care has to impact the outcome, yes? Oh, absolutely, and I'm glad you asked me that question because literally that, that does create the outcome. Uh, for example, 
um, we have some sort of, some actual residential treatment centers that do uh, horse assisted therapy or yoga or exercise or holistic wellness. Well, not everyone's going to respond to that. But what the psychiatrists and counselors and group therapy is really doing is they're drilling down to a root cause, an actual root cause of, well, why is it that you, you want to do drugs? What's driving you to constantly take that drug? They'll get down to the, to the nitty-gritty deep in the psyche of the person and find out what was, what was there. And as children, sometimes traumatic events will trigger these types of responses later in life. And they might not remember it until they get into an actual therapy. And it's like peeling off the layers of an onion as they work with these people. They'll get down, as the, as the individual and the psychiatrist work together, they'll get down to the root cause. And once they've got that root cause, they're really going to have some true solutions to to change their lives and go on and be productive members of society instead of trying to harm themselves you know, and in that's one in, way or another. Yeah, and you, you mentioned something very interesting is that if they had a traumatic event, if they were sexually abused um, as as a young person um, or if if they were in a family where there was, you know, constant strife and the, and the mother and father were, you know, constantly battling each other, the, you know, people bury those kind of things sometimes. And then what you said is correct. It resurfaces and then you self-medicate, you know, whether it's alcohol or drugs or whatever the case may be. And that certainly not the way to treat the problem, right? Correct. And calling it out exactly. That's literally how those things happen. And they're self-medicating one way or another. And the, uh, everyone there has an understanding heart and is literally driving down to resolve the issue for that person. And so it creates a fantastic outcome on the back end because they're getting real treatment down to the root cause. Um, and it's not just talking about it at the top level. They're trying to dig down and actually, like I said, peeling off a layer of an onion to literally get to the, the cause of the substance abuse or the PTSD or, the, or depression or bipolar. So literally, it's very helpful. Yeah, it is. And, and once again, folks, as I said, you know, the, the idea here is that you're not putting a Band-Aid over a bleeding artery. You're trying to get down to, the, as Kelly just described, the root cause. But you've got to have the tools to do it with. And what they do is they put those tools together and they assist the employer, the human resource director, the family. If the family reaches out to them, they're already in the program, then they're going to step in and assist them to get care for that person. You know, if there's an intervention, there's a, there's an event. Someone tries to take their life through suicide or an overdose on drugs. Those are the kinds of things that they're able to do something about and reach in and, and help turn those things around and help those folks. If you want information, the website is esurgeries.com, esurgeries.com. Uh, you can reach out to them there on the contact page, and Kelly will be happy to help you uh, if you need help with anything. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. we got the last segment to wrap it up. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. That website, one more time, esurgeries.com, and send a, a message on the contact page. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Welcome. 
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIE Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Remember, these shows are up on all the podcast platforms. So you want to tell somebody about this. Maybe you're in a school district, your municipality, maybe it's your company, um, you know, whatever it may be where you know this is an issue, uh, it's not getting addressed. Um, Again, what I said, you know, you, you heard Mark talk, talk, excuse me, you heard Kelly talk about you could repurpose money you're spending on an EAP program that's doing absolutely nothing into a program like this where it really can make a difference. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. But it's, it's, a, it's a simple way to address a problem that needs to be addressed. And the website is esurgeries.com, esurgeries.com. Go to the contact page, send them an email, send them a message, and Kelly will get back to you, and they'll talk to you about how they do this and how it can benefit you and the folks in your company. My producer, Mark Gross, I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're going to continue this conversation. Kelly, let's talk about this because, you know, if, if you are an employer out there, a human resource director or a broker who, you know, knows this is a problem and wants to go to the, to the client and say, hey, we've got a solution here and it's not the normal solution, how do they do this? How do they do your bolt-on type program? Well, I appreciate the, the question because literally we are a bolt-on benefit. And what that means is, is that we can actually come in um, immediately in the middle of the year at any given time. You sign a direct contract with us that says we want to be able to use your residential treatment centers nationwide. And once that contract is signed, we are bolt-on because then we literally can just go to work. There's no there's no monthly charge from the employer or the county or anyone paying us. There's an enrollment fee, a small one, and literally they just get set up to go, and then they can start referring patients to us after that time frame. And that's why it's called a bolt-on, where we could be listed as a separate benefit line item. It's usually an out-of-network residential treatment, and literally the contracted rates that we're coming in are, are very affordable and very reasonable for the employers or anyone who's uh, counties, cities, municipalities, and it provides that upper level of service. Now, what's real important about that is a lot of times some these people will go to the hospital, and the hospital will be we will contain these people. Uh, for example, let's say someone had um, a cutting incident, and they were they were cutters of themselves, and the hospital would keep them until they felt they were stable. We had a benefit uh, broker who stated that the hospital kept that person in there for 30 days because they didn't have anywhere to send them to. And the industry understands that, that going to a residential treatment center is a step down from being admitted at a hospital, needing help, and then be held through the 72 hours or longer in the case I just mentioned to go to a residential treatment center to actually get men, mental benefits. But literally to, to go to work with us and, and to be able to help individuals is a matter of signing a, a contract. Um, we had a referral come in from a neighboring group of a city near us, and they said, oh, well, this person uh, wants to come to your residential treatment center, and we've been referred by other patients. Well, the reality was we weren't contracted with that group, and so we got back to them, and within less than three days, that particular government entity signed the agreement, and we were able to work with that patient and get him taken care of. So um, Bolt-On works really well to handle these needs as they come up, and get it taken care of. 
Yeah, it, it, and that, and that, you know, the, the other thing is you're doing the work. The employer, oh my God, what am I going to have to do to do this? Or the human resource director, you you handle all of this, all the processing as you described earlier in the show, getting them in, and all the follow through, right? Correct. We do. We handle it all. We handle the referral. We handle the patient communication, talking to them about their choices that they have to go to different residential treatment centers. And um, we, we help that and take the pressure off of the HR groups. And, and that's a big deal because HR people are normally stressed as it is because they've got so many other things they're dealing with. And, that, you know, this stuff comes in and it's like, how do they resolve it? Well, you know, we got a program, but then how much work am I going to have to do in to put that program in place? In your case, they don't have to do any of that because you guys handle it from start to finish, yes? Correct. We handle it from start to finish. They need to put us in contact with if they know that the patient's already been admitted to a hospital or life event, put us in contact with those individuals, doctors, and, and individuals there to help make the contact. But literally, as we're in place, we deal directly with the hospital, the patient, the families. We're usually dealing with a family member who's going to oversee and take care of the patient and get him into the residential treatment center, but we handle all of that. Yeah. You know, there is one last thing, Kara, I did want to talk about, and that is that the parity law, um, and just briefly state that, the government uh, back in 2008 uh, created the parity law to make certain that benefits for mental health are just as easy to get to as they are in resident, uh, in mental health as well as they are in, in medical. And so with that, um, with that, literally, they've, they've now made it even uh, put more emphasis on it in 2021 that they want to be certain that people are able to ascertain and reach these additional benefits of a residential treatment centers. Yeah, you know, it just makes it's common important. sense. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it just makes sense when you think about it, Kelly, that, you know, getting them into a, You know, what was interesting in the earlier, early in the broadcast, you we were talking about treating people and releasing them in 72 hours, and they're back in there being treated again, you know, the same day or two days later, whatever the case may be. The, the, the key to the thing is the residential treatment centers, and that's what you guys do, and that's what you connect these employers with. Real quickly, before we wrap up the show, what kind of results are you seeing from this? Oh, we're seeing wonderful results. Uh, one case in point, we had a young woman who was in there who was who was obsessive compulsive, and she was also um, doing drugs. And the therapists were able to work with her, find out that as a young child she had been molested and raped, and that that was what the causes of these of these desires and problems were. And they dealt with that issue as an adult, and because. She had been a child when it had happened. It was looked at in her mind in a very different view. But when she was able to work with these therapists and work, look at it from an adult view, it worked out to get an actual resolution to the problem. That's, you know, and that's exactly what we're talking about, folks. That's a graphic example of what we talked about earlier in the broadcast. Thank you, Kelly, for doing this today. I really appreciate it. I think there's an opportunity here to help a lot of people. If you want information on what they do, regardless of the size of your company, whatever, Go to the website, esurgeries.com, esurgeries.com, and go to the contact page. Send an email or a message to Kelly. He will get back to you, and they will be happy to help you. Once again, the website, esurgeries.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with this thought from Dr. Martin Luther King. Americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters, or we will surely perish together as fools. Truer words were never spoken. 
Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA. We'll be back next week with more. Goodbye, America. Goodbye, America.